Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to the Alt Left. I am your host, Chris. With me is Kay and Drew. Say hello, boys. Good evening, everyone. How y'all are? So today is a very special day. It's the 100th episode, the centennial of the Outlift podcast, and we're going to do something very unusual and very special and very unorthodox and out of the ordinary. What are we doing, Chris? We're going to cover current events. Woo, current events. I love it. Yep, that's right. Nothing special. As long as we're trying something new, I'm going to uh, have my beer and we'll talk, I guess. Maybe it'll work. Yeah. Complain to Drew. This shit's free, y'all. So... <laughs> Also, all of us boring old people are having a drink for once together during the podcast, so. It's true. Maybe someone will get called a cunt. Who knows? Really? I mean, maybe. Who's to say? Shut up, cunts. The point is, (laughs) (laughs) we had a nice episode all planned. Uh, We were going to talk about some cool stuff about the Pentagon failing audits, but no, fuck that. Because the darkest timeline wins every time. Every time Um, there is a bill going through right now in Massachusetts, and you might think that this horrifying bill against human rights is led to by Republicans. It's Democrats. Yes, supermajority in the state and a bill being proposed by two Democrats and having all support of Democrats in Massachusetts that would allow the state to have convicts incarcerated donate organs for time off of prison. Uh, It's because they're helping. Don't you know this? The Democrats are helping, they're helping people that need organs, and they're helping the prisoners get out of prison at minimum eight weeks early. Yes, that's right. You can lose a fucking kidney or part of your liver or, I mean, where does this stop? Maybe a limb? Maybe an eye? I mean, maybe your fucking heart? Who knows? Um, But yes, it is a minimum of 60 days and a maximum of one year. So if you get a nice 20-year sentence, you can go ahead and start having your organs harvested and get off slightly earlier. Still decades later. Or bone marrow or like, I'm assuming... Probably what bone marrow is what gets you the 60 days. Yeah, more than likely they're trying to encourage bone marrow because then they can get repeat donations from that. Yeah. Uh, My favorite is that uh, uh, Representative Judith Garcia, who looks like... AOC from Wish and is incredibly young looking. So I'm, I'm really hoping this is naivete, but this is her quote that this bill will, and she's by so the, the second co-sponsor, this bill would quote, restore body autonomy to incarcerated folks by providing opportunity to donate organs and bone marrow. I don't think she understands what body autonomy means. No, she does not know what body autonomy means. Apparently like, and it's just like, wow, a, 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 a female Democratic state senator is saying that we should harvest people's organs for body autonomy. Like, well, because there's 5,000 people, 5,000 people in, in, the, in the state are on the, the organ donor list or not organ donor, but the, the waiting list. Right. So these people need organs. So why not just give them some of these useless people's organs? that are currently sitting not doing anything with them, right? But I mean, my favorite fucking part about this piece of shit is like, okay, so, yeah, she's state representative of the 11th of Suffolk County. So she even puts her fucking pronouns in her, t- I, I literally just, I just looked her up just to see, right? She, she so, puts her pronouns? So she, yeah, so she's a person of color, she's a Democrat, pro-choice, 
and puts pronouns in. So, like, clearly she's aware of what body autonomy should be and human rights of self-determination. Like, these are concepts she's at least tangentially fucking aware of. And she's sponsoring a bill to harvest organs from inmates. Well, but they're going to volunteer for it, so it's okay. This is the problem with fucking with fucking Democrats. This is this is the Pete Buttigieg rainbow colored anti homeless rocks. Like this oh, is God. shit all over again every fucking time. This is why I fucking hate Democrats. This is why I fucking hate liberals because every single time it is, oh, here's the one or two things that I give a shit about. Also, let's harvest organs from the black and poor. I'm I'm curious um, whether this person has like family that's on the organ transplant list so funny thing you say that oh really uh-huh not her the quote of the guy who's the uh the number one sponsor the primary sponsor uh is carlos gonzalez right and uh mm-hmm. you know the, the bbc's reporting you know that it would help patients in need of transplant to get life-saving care um and here's the best one he told boston.com he's been inspired in part by a close friend who has stage four kidney failure and requires dialysis here's his quote I love my friend that I'm praying through this legislation that we can extend the chances of life for him and any other person in a similar life or death situation. This is such fucking <laughs> hypocritical bullshit. Because, of course, inmates it's are going to like... Want- it's beyond it hypocrisy. It's, it's like, this is fucking mental. Like, these are people that are desperate to do anything they can to get out of prison. And so you're going to allow them to give up parts of their body for reduced sentencing? That isn't just fucking insane. This is like the darkest, most weirdest timeline ever. I feel like I'm watching some sort of like strange dystopian movie where, I don't know, what is it, 20% of our population is, is incarcerated? Jesus Christ. I actually say this quite a bit. It's uh, usually that the episodes in series Black Mirror was not supposed to be a blueprint for how we were supposed to move forward as a society. It was supposed to be a warning. <laughs> right? Right? I just don't even know what to say anymore when this is something actually legitimate. Like, this is happening now. One of the big issues I have that also isn't being touched is because she actually had these quotes where she was talking about how this is um, this is to help people of color, right? Like, I shit you not, like, the idea was that because that people of color have, have such poor access to health care and make up such a large portion of the donor waiting list that don't actually get what they need, that this is... You know, this is this is a, a helping of people of color, right? It, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, like PLS, like here, here's here's another quote. Like basically, uh, PLS is in touch with the bill sponsors and cognizant of a significant problem they have identified: racial inequality in our healthcare system that has left BIPOC communities disappropriately impacted by organ and marrow shortages. So, how is this supposed to help them? Well, I because don't because because Black Indigenous people of color are disproportionately impacted on organ and marrow shortages, right? That we have people of color who do not get the organs they need because racism, right? Lack of healthcare and also racism within the healthcare system has created a problem of black people and people of color and women not getting the organs they need. That's real. 
But then to go towards prisons is just the most whitewashing way to go about it. Because again, let's look at the numbers here, right? 35% of American prisoners are black. And 14% are Hispanic. I would like to point out that black people make up 13.6% of the population. So 35% of the prison population, 13% of the U.S. population. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shocked. If we're going to say this is a solution to help people of color, yet you want to harvest organs from a system that is disappropriately fueled and maintained and, well, not fueled, it's populated uh, by people of color. Oh, it gets better. I am currently on her Twitter looking at the infographic that she has to sell this. It's Garcia's Guide to Legislation HD 3822. Act to establish the Massachusetts Incarcerated Individual Bone Marrow and Organ Donation Program. Now, here's the facts that she's using to say what the bill is going to address. There are currently no path to organ or bone marrow donation for incarcerated folks in uh, Massachusetts, even for relatives. Nearly 5,000 Massachusetts residents are currently waiting for organ transplants, and biological relatives are significantly likelier to be compatible donors than strangers. The solution is establish a voluntary path to organ and bone marrow donation, restore bodily autonomy to incarcerated folks by providing opportunity to donate organs and bone marrow, <laughs> and recognize incarcerated donors' decisions by offering reduced sentences. Well, so here's the thing, right? If if she was putting together a bill, this guy Carlos and, and this other uh, representative, if they would put this bill together specifically just saying, hey, we would like to allow incarcerated folks to be able to donate their their organs to their families where they're currently not allowed to do so. I'd be cool with that because then they're helping their own families. But this is this is basically encouraging people to donate parts of their body simply to get time off prison. Well, yeah, this is the and definition that's fucking of course. deplorable. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. I, I actually, I'm looking at the same infographic you are, Drew. I actually find the first panel my favorite because she actually states the real problem and then completely ignores it. Like, and they're called fast facts. Black and Hispanic folks, three times more. Like, I hate the fucking word folks, by the way. I hate it when Obama said it. I hate it when this bitch says it. It's fucking awful. But black and Hispanic folks are three times more likely to fatally contract contract COVID than white and Asian American peers in Massachusetts. Uh, BIPOC fo- folks in Massachusetts receive lower quality of treatment than white peers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 42% of Massachusetts families struggle to afford health care. So, so we got some, we got some real actual legit social problems here. So you're talking about people of color are more at risk of contracting COVID through any number of reasons, right? Whether you want to say that that, that's genetic, whether you want to talk about whether or not that's access to vaccines and trust in the medical care, because, you know, things like the fucking Tuskegee experiment, Google that one, bitches, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, And she's also talking about how, like, you know, by POC folks in Massachusetts receive lower quality of treatment than white peers. Also true. We know there is massive amounts of racism in the medical field, right? I mean, there are still nursing Mm -hmm. books today that tell you that black people have thicker skin and feel less pain. That's real. That's happening in medical schools right now. It's really bad. And we also know that doctors don't, that the more female and the more colored you are, the less your doctor gives a shit about you and will actually listen to you. 
right? We know this. That's another fucking problem. And then number three, 42% of families struggle to afford healthcare. Wow, that's another real problem. I'm glad she sees that. Holy shit, it's almost like we have tied capitalism into the right to survive. That's a problem. So what do we need? To solve these problems, do we want to give black and Hispanic folks uh, more COVID protection? Nope, nope, not going to talk about that. Uh, what about BIPOC folks in Massachusetts receiving low quality of treatment and actually discussing the racism in the hospital and medical field? Nope, nope, just going to sweep that one under the fucking rug. And then 42% of families can't are struggling to afford health care. Are we going to talk about maybe some kind of state-run Massachusetts-funded health care for all, some kind of expansion of Medicaid in the state? Nope. Nope. She just immediately turns to the fucking plot of Get Out and starts harvesting organs from black people. That is the fucking solution, is to harvest organs from incarcerated people through coercion. And the most insulting of benefits. Okay, I'm going to have to correct you a little bit there. That's actually, uh, what she has on her infographic are actually three separate bills that she's introducing. That first one is actually to expand equity in one of her, again, Ah. one of the things on her infographic is expand mass health access and quality of care. So she's actually talking about all of that stuff. The organ harvesting is a completely separate bill. And then she has a third one that is about uh, expanding SNAP and other benefits to uh, for immigrant residents of Massachusetts. Son of a bitch. I conflated the two infographics. Yeah, there are. Th- it's three different bills. One of them actually does look like it would actually help people. Then the second one is horrifying. And then the third one looks like it'll actually help people. It's sort of like a criticism sandwich of compliment, criticism, compliment, where she's got a good one a horrifying one, and then a good one after that, so you don't really notice the horrifying one in the middle. But she's still noticing that there's, like, what the actual problem... Like, it's the same tweet. In one single tweet, she establishes the problems in the medical field, and in picture two of that same tweet, wants to harvest organs. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm not saying that this in any way justifies any of the bills. I'm just saying these are three separate issues that she's trying to tackle, and she's done it in a very bad way because they're all the same color and have the same graphics and have the same text. And it, it is very confusing. But in general, the people you know that's who, on purpose, oh, right? Yeah. And in general, the people that are her constituents are pointing out how dystopian this is and you should withdraw this bill if none of the other ones HD 3822 is dystopian as all hell. You cannot believe that people are actually consenting in goodwill to such donation. This is forcing people to sell pieces of their bodies to lessen a prison sentence. As a Massachusetts resident, I'm appalled. As they should be. Yeah, and it's like, there isn't anybody that is talking about supporting this. Good. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And the fact that they have the votes to make it pass is frightening and not only that but even if their uh, governor decides no this is crazy even for me and vetoes it they can override his veto if they really want to do it Ugh. i i i i just don't even know what to say sorry her veto the current governor is maura healy whatever i just don't understand how anyone thinks that this kind of idea is okay is this more of the cognitive dissonance that that we know so well at all how is cognitive dissonance this is no no no, i i I don't think that it is this is classism this like kind of this this idea of that it's okay to just subjugate people and then uh take advantage of them in the most horrific way i just don't get it i don't understand how anyone sees this and goes oh yeah that that sounds like a good idea politicians have decided this is worth promoting yeah 
Yeah, it's insanity. Uh, the, the chief opponent of it is a man named Kevin Ring, who is president of the nonprofit Families Against Mandatory Minimums, who uh, was actually somebody who spent 20 months in federal prison for being part of the Jack Abramoff lobbying scandal. Uh, he points out that this is a dystopian nightmare. His specific uh, quote is saying, it seems like something out of sci- a science fiction book or a horror story. It's just the idea that we have this class of subhumans whose body har- parts we will harvest because they're not like us or because they're so desperate for freedom that they'd be willing to do this. Like He's all about their unknocking things off of uh, your sins if you participate in cr- programs that are designed to keep you from reoffending. You know, these sort of things that might actually tackle crime and might actually bring some good. But this certainly doesn't do that because it preys on their desperation. Well, and I'm kind of curious, like, do they just set up a like a matrix that shows like if you donate a kidney, you get this many weeks off. If you donate a like half a liver, here's what you get. I'm, I'm just curious, like, how does that work? Who gets to decide? Uh, actually, it's a panel of five people. Oh, panel, panel of five yeah, people. It's a panel okay. of five people. Two of them are there to monitor the rights of the of the of the donor in prison. Yeah, that that's that sounds good. That that works. That that tracks. The the idea that I, I'm not ever fucking surprised um, that something like this would be. I'm actually surprised it's unpopular in like I actually checked your tweet like it's getting ratioed to fucking hell as it should be. Uh, but this is. This is par for the course. Like this is as American as apple pie. What we're talking about here. A- after the Civil War, slavery continued even after abolition in the form of convict leasing. Right? Like this is what Southern states oh, yeah. did. They leased prisoners to private railways, to plantations, uh, to mines to get killed. All kinds of stuff. Right? A- and the states made a fuck ton of money by literally selling human beings into the hands of private enterprise who had. No need to keep them alive, keep them healthy, treat them any way they wanted to. It was just like slavery. It was the same thing. I mean, that's what the 13th Amendment like documentaries, and that's what the, the new Jim Crow book is all about. The, these are stuff you should all read. Like It talks about how slavery never ended. It simply changed forms. We, again, it's why prison is so full of black people. The Jim Crow laws, uh, like they literally wrote uh, black laws in the South after the Civil War where black people would be accused of jaywalking. It's actually, that's why jaywalking is technically a, uh, a pejorative because jaywalking only refers to black people crossing the street in the middle of the street. When you're white was not a crime. It was because black people were J's. <laughs> and so they were crossing the street at not at intersections. And so they could be thrown in prison for life. They could be thrown in prison for years, for any amount of time. It depended on the state of the County, whatever the judge felt like doing, there was no maximum sentence for this shit for loitering, for not having proper ID. And there were states where, like, literally black people who just left a plantation, you had to have a certain amount of money in your pocket. If you didn't have cash on you, that was illegal. You were considered a vagrant. You could go to prison for years for that. And the point was to then sell you right back to the same plantations you just escaped from. That was the purpose. Our prison system, much like our police system, is embedded in the slavery system. It was created to provide slave labor to private industry, and it still does. If you have any clothing, any garments that are made in the USA, guess what? When was the last time you saw a garment warehouse of production here in America? Oh, yeah. It's uh, pretty often rare. It's very rare. You see garment manufacture in prisons and in secret dark facilities of Chinese slaves. 
on the east coast uh, on the coast is actually quite a bit of smuggled in chinese uh, they're called what are they called shadow contracts and they catch they, they sign shadow contracts with the chinese government where they live here but they're unable to request asylum or to have any american human rights while they're here because they still exist under chinese law while they're here and that's why they can slap a made in the usa label on it but most things that are made in the usa are, fr- are made in prisons by slaves yeah and i think that there is this much outrage uh, I think it's a result of our information age that we live in now where people actually are able to get a good hard look as to what's actually going on in our prisons. And I think the average person up until now just didn't really think about it one way or the other. They probably thought of it as, well, prison is a place where you either go to get reformed or if you're in there, you deserve to be in there. And I think people are starting to realize the reality of the situation. And I think people are starting to get... I would say uncomfortable right now and uncomfort then evolves into a desire for change. So I think we are beginning to see what could be outrage against it. And it's just, it's going to take another 15 or 20 years for there to be actual physical change. Anybody that is under the delusion that we send people to prison to reform them is you're, you're sorely mistaken. There's a really famous quote that says that it basically says like there's enough, you know, if, if, if prison prevented crime, there's enough prisons in America to make saints of us all. Yeah, but we don't send people to prison to to reform them. We send people to prison to punish them. That's the difference is we we send people literally to prison to make them atone for their their sins, for, for lack of a better term. By being incarcerated for X number of time, we don't send people to prison to reform them so that they do not reoffend. All you have to do is look at the recidivism rates. I agree with that. I mean, I don't, I'm not arguing that that's my point of view. No, I'm arguing I know you're that not. I think most people think that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the point that I'm making. Well, but is I think anybody that's sold like it's not even it, it absolutely is sold. That's that not way. even the real reason they're done that. It's that's how it's just sold. Of like, oh, it's going to be for punishment. Like that's how you sell it to conservatives. Yeah, you, know, you, I, you sell I agree. it to liberals. Of well, you can't get rid of prisons because then what are you going to do? That's how you sell it to liberals. You literally the only way you can sell things like criminal justice reform, ending criminal justice reform, not defunding police, uh, letting people out of prison. The only way you can convince a liberal right that you shouldn't abolish fucking most state prisons is you have to say, but then what? Like, that's not a solution. Like you have to just give it an ambiguous because liberals don't want the hardcore, awful conservative answer of, Hey, maybe we should murder all the black people. Then the Jews, like that's the conservative argument. Uh, And so you have to give the liberal of, well, I don't know. What are you going to do? Then it would just be anarchy. That would be awful. Like, but the conservatives, the ones who push this, well, it's punishment. You know, if you don't teach these, these thugs, what they're doing, they have to go to prison for 20 years. I mean, you go to prison for a lot longer for killing your rapist than being a rapist. Like this is, this is what we have in this fucking country. It's how it's always been. We have money for tanks for cops, but not to test rape kits. We have money um, to build prisons, but not schools. We have all the money in the world to funnel people into these prison systems, but nothing to actually assist them with, with job placement, rehab, rehabilitation, or clearing their records once they're out of prison. There's just not the funding or the time for that. Same thing. We don't have, we don't have billions of dollars for health care, but we're going to go ahead and fight a war for Ukraine. Like that's that it's the same issue. It's, it's a, it's a change of focus. It is, it is a, an excuse that is always allowed to fly and it's horseshit. The prison system is wrong. 
period. End of story. Prison should be a place to put people who are the absolute worst of humanity and who are a a, a clear and present danger to society, right? Uh, this is a- what Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say there's a reason why we call it the prison industrial complex. And it's because prison in our country has become an industrial complex. It always yeah. has been. It always will be. Yeah, it's been that way since day one. Again, it is. Yeah. It, it, the prison started out as a way for the state to profit off of human slavery. That is what our prison system started as. Yeah, I was just putting a name to it because they literally call it the prison industrial complex. Yeah. This is just convict leasing taken to its next step, which, by the way, again, isn't the idea of harvesting organs, right, uh, uh, from the black and poor isn't even new. I mean, people talk about, like, Washington had wooden teeth and sheep's teeth. Yes, he owned them. Washington's dentures were made of slave teeth. Washington had slaves' teeth in his mouth. That is what the founding father of this country wore in his face, was the teeth ripped out of slaves. Because, by the way, if you're going to take teeth, you don't take them out of a cadaver. No, you want need live to be teeth. alive <laughs> so they can be taken and preserved correctly. Um, so, no, they would rip teeth out of the mouths of living slaves uh, so that rich white men like Washington uh, could go ahead and, and have some nice chompers. Again, the, the movie Get Out is barely fiction. And this is... I am not surprised at this at all. I mean, here in Cal, and this isn't even like a Southern thing. I mean, the, the, this one, this bill right here is Massachusetts in a Democratic blue state. Here in California, uh, we have a lot of problems with fires. So we have a firefighting program where felons, right, um, can get a little bit of time off and can earn a few bucks. And it's a program to get them out of doing any of like the making garments and shit in prison. They can actually be the really, do the really dangerous job. Of um, yeah, hotshot firefighters. Of, of hotshot jumping, exactly. They go into the spots where there's a there's a lot more danger, where they jump into the front lines of the fire, that kind of thing. Now these guys are trained. I mean, they go through an insane Highly amount trained. of training to do this. These guys come out; they're in great shape. They know what they're doing. They know all the safety. They know how to use the gear. Like these guys come out of prison knowing exactly how to fucking fight wildfires. But can they become firefighters? Nope, because nope. they're felons. And it was only this year. Sorry, it was, one that it was two years ago when the governor of California finally made it so that these guys can. And by the way, it's still very hard. They have to jump through an insane amount of hoops that they might be able to actually take a job doing what we've been sacrificing their lives for. When you hear about like people like most firefighters in California dying in wildfires, they're usually prisoners. Yeah, to give you some statistic on that, the jobs that they do, which... In addition to the hotshot stuff, it's uh, it's usually just a bunch of manual labor, like digging ditches, clearing brush, things that will actually knock down a fire. So they are always in the fire zone, and what they earn is 2 to $5 a day. There was actually a bill a few years back that uh, was supposed to give them minimum wage, but I'm pretty sure that one failed. It did. It did fail. There's been a couple times they've tried to give prisoners, and especially the firefighters, higher wages. Which, again, the, the fact that they can work you, and then they say, like, we're, we're paying you 15 cents a day. It's not slavery. Of course, we're charging you $3 a day to incarcerate you. So, anyway, that's what's, uh, that's what's on the dock in America. And remember, everybody, that's what the Democratic Party is bringing you. Their best. This is our modern prison system, where the food is inhumane, the conditions are brutal, uh, white supremacist gangs are allowed to run rampant, rape is a tool used by guards to keep prisoners in line, murder is completely allowed. You know, when COVID broke out, we just let them all die. So, 
that's our modern prison system. That's what it is. It is not here to keep the inmate alive. I, our, again, our vice president had trans prisoners killed. She sentenced trans prisoners to the wrong gendered prison, knowing full well what was going to happen to them after many appeals and many experts told her what would be the worst thing to do. And they were brutally raped and some murdered in prison. That's Kamala Harris. That's her fucking legacy. That's the Democratic Party. That is everyone. Again, and, and that's the good party. That's the nice party. Because the Republicans just want to electrocute them all. So pick your fucking poison. Prison is inhumane. It's absolutely wrong. And stop being surprised by this. This is why voting blue gets you nowhere. This is why our system is completely fucked. And it is irredeemable. But thank you for joining us for our happy, delightful, optimistic uh, celebration of our 100th episode. I'm so glad you're here. Drew K., you have any happy news to tell anyone? All right, great. So we love y'all. Uh, capitalism is a market, uh, is a Ponzi scheme. Uh, our society is crumbling. So please remember that it's not about voting. It's not about reading news. And it's not about sharing anything likable. Just build some goddamn communities of support and take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember that the revolution is you. 